So I wanted to share a little bit more about grace. You know, quite often I know many of us may think that the experience of grace, in a sense, it does set us free, but sometimes we think that maybe grace can take away our karmas. And it does. But sometimes the process by which that action takes place is where we may get confused or judged or maybe our expectations of how it should look don't quite line up with the way things are going on in our lives. The way that I found grace to work in my life is that as I've really focused into the loving, just like we just did in the meditation, that in doing that we open ourselves to allow that action of grace or God's loving to awaken within us. And the more we awaken to that, the more that grace action actually is already present in our lives, no matter where we are, who we're with, or what we're doing. And one of the main ways that I have found grace to work with me on a physical level, that as I've opened to it in meditation, I have found that action of grace come into my physical life and assist me to walk through the physical experiences that otherwise would be so challenging that I may not be able to step through. That sometimes those hardest things we know we need to do, but we won't do it. We want to do everything we can to avoid it, to resist doing it, but yet it's always in our face. That I have found that the action of grace, as it comes forward and I allow it forward within me, really is that movement or impetus that can carry me through those physical actions or karmas that I am to walk through. Because it is walking through those experiences that we have the awakening and the learning that the souls come into this physical level to experience. So I just want to say, don't look at grace just to take things away from you. But look at grace as an action to support you into your greater freedom. Because we as soul have a responsibility to all those creations that we've put into motion, physically, astrally, causally, mentally, etherically, and soulically. And so that action of grace walks with us, so that in a sense we fulfill those responsibilities in taking responsibility for our creations. A lot of the times that I have found that a lot of the creations we've put into motion, it is simply now walking through and beginning to take that greater responsibility. We hear that word so often in here. But often what does that look like? What does being responsible truly look like in our lives? You know, we always talk about loving, acceptance, and forgiveness. But that's the way by which we awaken and allow that grace action to take place. But then there actually is those different levels of taking responsibility through our actions, allowing that grace to walk with us, including the physical. And so what I have found that on the physical is often a journey of completing, of allowing ourselves to do those physical actions in our lives to bring a fulfillment or completion. We often hear the word incompletions. So it's an action of fulfilling, of completing that which is undone, that which is for us to do, to experience. The biggest thing I've found is simply to begin taking action physically. We've heard those stories about cleaning our closets, going and looking and getting a job, beginning to maybe take art classes and expressing ourselves creatively, going to school, getting our homework done. I like that one. I see a few laughs. 
or those other things. Sometimes it's we want greater fulfillment in our relationships. But what are we doing to find that greater fulfillment? What actions are we taking in our own lives? Because often we just expect things to be better without realizing that necessarily we need to take action, to somehow be responsible to create what it is we want in our lives. So a lot of that creating is taking action so that we begin to clear away, to free ourselves of those incompletions. Because really, when you look with inside of yourself, there truly is the inner knowing of those next action steps, those things you truly want in your life to fulfill yourself. And it may look different for each of us, but there's a part of us that knows that as we step forward and begin to take action, the fulfillment does take place. And that's why it's always important to realize there is that action of responsibility for us to do our lives, but to invite God in with us. And it is through the action of meditation that that inviting takes place, because that's how we begin to really live that loving that we know we are. So many times I know we can get confused in this process. Okay, meditate, meditate, awaken to the spirit within, love and accept and forgive. And then all of a sudden there's this other part of us that we think is a totally separate action well, what do I do with my physical life? There's something I'm supposed to do. There's something special. There's nothing I'm supposed to do, but yet I'm here. What's going on? I have found that all I need to do is to keep stepping forward, even if you don't have a clue. You may even wander for months or years trying to figure it out, trying to discover, even going to different psychics and future seers and all that, trying to get direction. And that's all part of the journey. You know, sometimes the psychics are right and sometimes they're not. Because really, karma is an action or pattern to fulfill within us. And the physical expression of how that may be fulfilled can be different in many ways. I've heard Jim often express it as we place into motion many possibilities. But really, it's just one pattern, the karma within. But the physical details of all those possibilities can look so many different ways, but yet it's fulfilling the same thing. And so, if we go to psychics to look for direction, that's just fine. But realize, it's not even really about the outer journey. It's really that you, just in a sense, get your butt up and get going. Start doing your physical life as well. And as you do that, the energy within you begins to move. You begin to get the greater clarity that you're seeking you may even begin to find that your meditations begin to open up and you seem to have more experience. That's because you are taking responsibility for your life and taking action to do those things that you need to do to learn through those experiences. No matter what it is, so keep it in mind. It can be the most simple, practical things. Just as I said before, if it's cleaning out your closet, if it's finishing your homework, if it's really having a heartfelt communication with somebody that you've been avoiding. It's all those things and more. It's the doing of it that's important to do. But then there's that action of sometimes when we go to move on something physically, and believe me, you'll know. I know when I go into meditation, and if something inside of me keeps coming up, keeps coming up, you ever had that experience, like a physical thing to do? And you keep saying, oh, if I could just get past this, my meditations would be better. Well, they would be, but maybe to get past that is spirits bringing that forward in your consciousness to support you to go get that done, to complete it, to set yourself free by completing it. 
That's what I've come to discover. So many times we seek the guidance, but yet it's right in front of us. Always right in front of us if we would only pay attention and realize the practicality of this as well as the incredible inner awakenings through it all. So I found that as I do both, that I have the greater fulfillment. And then I keep coming back to the meditation, and I wake up more, and I wake up more. Then something else comes forward and pushes against me, calls my attention, no matter what level it is. And I have found that all I need to do is respond in loving, to take action. And sometimes these things are just inner things, because we have all these other levels. So I find as I begin to work the inner process, Say I'm in the astral realm with the creative imagination. Those different fantasies that run. Remember as a kid waking up when the hormones start stirring? All that sexual energy and all the little fantasies, boys or girls? Those things may still be running as adult. All those looking at the girly magazines or the boy magazines, whatever it may be. Those things will still run us from the imagination, seeking fulfillment. Or maybe as a kid we dreamed of doing certain things in our lives that we've never done, and so it keeps repeating itself. So I just find as these things come up that just the same thing on those inner levels, that I'll bring the loving into it, that I'll see, well, what actions can I take, even into my imagination? What can I do, in a sense, to bring this to completion? And sometimes it is just loving it or forgiving it that sets it free. The energy begins to dissolve over time. It took time to build within us, it can take time to dissolve, to let go, to get free of these things. And some of those things on the astral level, maybe that's just because it is something for us to walk through physically that is just precipitating down from those higher frequencies into a physical movement. But the only way we're going to know is to pay attention, to respond, to act in loving, to take action, both inwardly and outwardly. And then you learn through your experience. There's no magic in this. It is a practical action of application in having your own experience. And then, of course, we move into the emotional level. We have the different fears, the feelings that come up that prevent us from moving forward with those things we do want to do. Maybe we want to be closer to somebody, but we're afraid. What are they going to think? Maybe they're going to pull away. Maybe this isn't going to really be what I want. I've been hurt before, I don't want to be hurt again. And all these things come up that prevent us from really taking those action steps to do what we truly want to do to bring that completion, to fulfill ourselves. And so it's important to remember that as you keep focusing into the loving, that it's through that action that God's grace participates with us. If we don't allow that opportunity then we're always going to be in the struggle, in the turmoil, in the challenge. But when we really open through loving, it comes present. It gives us the strength, those qualities we pray for, whether it's strength or endurance, or clarity or understanding, joy, knowing, a different outlook, to reach beyond where we feel stuck or entrapped. We open to allow those things to come forward, so that we can walk through these things. But God, in the greatest sense, is not going to do it for us. God, as who we are, soul, will do it for us as we allow ourselves to move in the divine loving that we are as soul. 
And so be open to that. Look at those things within you and in your life and begin to see that grace can take action in many ways. That's where you'll find your greater fulfillment. And so after, we may get through different emotional challenges or struggles. And of course, there's that mental process, the belief systems we've grown up with, the rules, the regulations, what's right, what's wrong, what's moral, what's ethical, what's the appropriate way in the inappropriate way, the judgments, the good and the bad of the world. So then we begin to confront all those concepts of the mind. The mind is such a great trap because it'll make us believe the right way and the wrong way. But I'll tell you what, in spirit there is no right or wrong. All there is is loving and movement. In this world we call it action, but in spirit it is simply a movement of loving. But that movement is it moves us in this world, we begin to take action. So we're going to begin to confront all these constructs of the mind. But all we have to do, once again, is begin to take action, action and loving. Allow that loving to come into the rights, the wrongs, the belief systems, the constructs, the concepts. And just allow that loving to precipitate into the mental energy. You'll begin to see things dissipate, release, you find yourself becoming more flexible, more knowing, more understanding, more ahas, intuitiveness, a greater understanding of how truly the spirit works beyond the mind. You'll begin to see the limitations of the mind in the games that it plays and all along thinking that we are following spirit, but yet it was just the mind. But yet we were following spirit because the spirit now brought us to the wakefulness to begin to see and understand the dynamics of that mental process. And there it is, grace working with us, awakening us to how the mind functions for a greater understanding, to set ourselves free, to allow us to unhook ourselves, where we begin to now move beyond right and wrong, where we move to that place of non-judgment, or I like to say rather neutrality. You get what you focus on, right? So focus on the neutrality. Focus on the loving and the grace. Allow it to carry you into the greater knowing, spiritually, not mentally. And that's a big one to pay attention to. At first, you may just awaken to it as a frequency as you begin to discover the mind and the details of how it looks. That's part of the process. But the other process, in paying attention, you'll become to know the frequency of the mind. And in that frequency, you'll know the difference of whether you're caught in the mind or whether you're in the frequency or movement of loving of spirit. It's part of the process to awaken to the true inner knowing. So, when you find yourself thinking you know it all, this is the way it is, don't think again. Just observe it. Pay attention. Begin to even say to yourself, well, this is what I believe or think right now. But you know what? I don't care if it's right or wrong. I'm going for the loving. And in that movement of loving, as I allow myself to move into that, whether the mind is right or wrong doesn't even matter. It is through, in a sense, working inside of ourselves 
that's taking responsibility through your actions to begin to change your perception, your perspective, your outlook or attitude that you allow yourself to begin to step free all that dynamic of the mind. So watch, listen, pay attention to see the games your mind plays upon yourself. And you'll go into judgment at times. You'll be hard on yourself or harsh. But when you find yourself doing that, just once again, come back to that place of loving and forgiving of self. Because you know that's the true action that you're really after. But in order for you to experience that, you and your own creativity are the one who is responsible to create that in your life by doing it, by acting upon it, by applying it, so that you get the result of it. And then your creations are now creations of loving, of loving and movement, of beingness, of living that loving truth, the divine essence that you are. So you begin to create the difference, the change. You create your reality. Remember, a lot of that creation is really just bringing things to completion, to free yourself, to complete all those things you put into creation from so many other lifetimes. The taking the responsibility for all those past creations is bringing them to completion. And they get complete by acting and loving, by doing and loving, by perceiving and loving. That's how you bring them to completion. That's how you take responsibility. It's bring the beingness into the doingness and doing the beingness. Done there, been that, been there, done that. Deja vu and vous jadez. And then it really does become a joyful process. Because you know the game, and then you just play it with joy. But no longer does it trap you or hold you into bondage. You know the truth. You know you're free. And then you play the game as long as you're here. Now move another two steps forward to begin to manifest or experience or fulfill those things that you are now putting into creation that you want to experience. It's a simple process, but no, that's how it works. So if you've listened to The Secret, if you've done treasure maps and all that, they can take place. But there is a couple parts to pay attention to. If you're frustrated, if you're upset because you're not getting what you want, realize there's other actions to take place to free yourself of these things of the past and realize part of the learning of even making these treasure maps and putting things into motion that we wish to create in our lives is simply to learn through our experience. Sometimes the learning is to wake up and realize those things that we thought we wanted, you know, things of this world that create attachment, begin to awaken within us, that we begin to see we never really did want that. We just thought we did. But how are you going to know that unless you begin to put these things into motion to learn for yourself. And maybe all your unmet expectations and desires were not truly of your soul, but maybe just simply of the ego mind personality 
thinking it wanted these things because this is what the world teaches us to want. And that's what we see. I want to be a billionaire and have all these yachts and mansions around the world and have all the servants so I don't have to do a thing but enjoy the high life. You may think you want stuff like that. Well, go and try and create it. And in starting to do that, if you're able to create it, it was destined. That was for you to have, to learn through that experience. But if it's not, and you find yourself struggling, the doors just don't seem to open no matter how much or how long you've been doing it, maybe that's not the road that you're truly to go down. But unless you allow yourself to move into the inner experience, to get to know the truth of who you are, how are you going to know? Unless you practice the loving, the acceptance, forgiveness, how are you going to know the truth of who you are and what you want in that truth or what the ego wants? How are you going to know the difference unless you allow yourself to awaken to that Inner actions and outer actions. It is all fun and games. But it's in those outer actions that we discover our desires and attachments in the world, whether it's physical, imaginational, emotional, or mental. That's how you discover. You're not going to know unless you simply start doing. You find yourself lethargic, Tired, depressed, angry, upset. All those are, are indicators that some part of you or ourselves or me or him is not in the full alignment with that movement of loving. It's part of the illusion. But don't even make the illusion wrong. That's how you keep playing the game and getting caught up and stuck in the game. To say, okay, there it is. It's the illusion. I'm caught in it. I'm attached. Yeah, I want this. And I'm just going to love it anyway. Even the part of me that's upset, frustrated, it's not being fulfilled. And then in that loving, there is the acceptance. And in that acceptance, the attachments, the longings, the expectations and desires begin to dissolve. That's how you set yourself free. You, through your loving and acceptance and forgiveness, dissolve all the attachments simply because you allow yourself to and you choose to. And I know when you do that, then that which you truly want and are seeking after will begin to unfold in your life in greater ways than you would have ever expected. And in different ways than what you would even think you would want. But yet, you'll have the knowing. You'll have the fulfillment. The soul will be fulfilled. So do the inner work. Create what you want. But no part of it is also uncreating what you've created before. And ultimately, no matter what you create, and in that creation, you're going to learn and grow and realize that the ultimate creation that you've always been longing for was creating that greater connection, that greater oneness, the greater knowing and fullness of who you are as soul, as one with God.
the true creator. That's the ultimate creation. That's ultimately what we're all seeking. And it's ultimately up to us to create that experience. It sounds funny to create the divine, to create the inner experience. It is simply focusing and moving towards and letting go of the pasts. Moving forwards, inwards and upwards, letting go of the down and the out. That's the simplicity of the path. In truth, it's really not even a creation. It's just an experience of that movement of loving where we finally awaken into the being and know that all of it truly just is and it always has been. So enjoy the journey. Enjoy your creations. And realize being responsible can be a simple, joyful process of fulfilling and completing and awakening and expanding into that greater experience of that oneness. In my meditation today, I had something quite interesting, quite different from what I normally would be sharing, but I think it does relate to us as seekers on the path home to God. But it's a little different approach to sharing it. When I was in meditation, I went up high into one of the realms, and this man approached me and fell at my feet and started crying. He said, I'm so upset. I'm so upset with God, with you, with all of this. I looked, I looked, I looked all my lifetime in a body. I looked and couldn't find a teacher. I couldn't find one to take me home. I searched, I cried out, I called out, I prayed. I traveled all over and to no avail. And he was feeling all sorry for himself. And this other soul came up, this man. He came and he says, you're feeling bad. Wait a minute, listen to my story. <laughs> and so... This other man started talking while this one's on the ground crying. And he says, I'm one who sought and I found a teacher. And I thought that's all I needed to do. I wanted a teacher so bad I, I gave up everything to find a teacher. And I traveled and I walked around and I looked and I checked out all these different ones. And when I found the one that was mine, what did I do? I paid him no attention. I didn't do what he asked me to do. I didn't honor what he had to say. And... Here I am, at the same place you are. I am trapped in this creation, and I don't know what to do. You feel sorry for yourself. I at least found the teacher, and I didn't give him honor. So I'm the one who should be down there crying, not you. And then another man approached, and he says, wait a minute. And I'm going, what's going on here? <laughs> and this man says, I'm in the wrong more than both of you. I found a teacher after searching many years. I sat at his feet, listening to his words. I did everything he said except for one thing. I wouldn't meditate. When I received initiation, he gave me direction on meditation, and I didn't do it because I thought I could figure it out. I could do it through the mind, and I knew everything that the teacher was talking about. I understood it. I knew it. And so I figured I didn't need to do this other thing called meditation. And here I am. I'm in the same place you are. So I'm the worst off because I had the opportunity and I began doing the work, but I didn't get any higher than you guys. 
So I don't look at you as poor little yous. I look at me as the one who's really suffering here because I can go higher. And then another soul comes up. And I'm going, this is a story. <laughs> and he goes, I can beat all of you. I found a teacher early on in my life. I sat at his feet. I heard his words. I did everything he said. I took initiation. And I meditated and I meditated. And my meditations were wonderful. And I woke up into the divine knowing of myself. And I knew God. And I knew my spiritual teacher in his truest form. And yet, when I came to that moment of the last breath, I feared death more than I honored life. And I looked into the face of death and I feared so much that I separated from my living truth of all the years of my meditation. And look where I am. I'm right here where you are. Why? Because I allowed fear to stop me. And then the one laying on the ground crying goes, wait a minute, that's what I did. I let fear stop me. What are you talking about? You let fear stop you. I let fear stop me. Look what happens when you really let fear stop you. You get nowhere but on the ground crying. Then the next one said, no, 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 no. I let fear stop me. And then the next one and the next one. And they all got into this big argument about how they let fear stop them. And I said, you know what? You all are right. You all did the exact same thing at some moment in your life where you let fear stop you from moving forward, where you held back out of fear. But I said, there's one other thing that you want to look at beyond the fear. There was a seed of unworthiness in each of you. And at some moment in your existence, of your search, of your finding, of your practice, you moved into a place of unworthiness. And you allowed that unworthiness to move you into fear and to keep you from moving forward. I said, if I show you what this is truly all about, would you be willing to step beyond your fear and your unworthiness? And they said, how can you do that? How can you take us beyond our fear and unworthiness? I said, I can show you very easily. I'll show you worthiness in its truest form. And then you will have nothing to doubt, nothing to fear, nothing to feel unworthy in. And then we'll see how you live your life. And so I said, all of you, join hands together. Join hands together and let's go up. I'll take you high. I'll take you to where you will know what true worthiness is. So they all joined hands together, looking at each other. And they looked at me and I said, okay, come on. And together we rose up, up through all these different other realms of the outer reflection creation into the first levels of soul and on up into that place where all of our soul resides. And I took them to this great brilliant light in this realm of soul. And I said, this is you. This is your soul. And they looked at each other and they looked at me and they said, but wait a minute. There's four of us, but one soul. What do you mean this is our soul, each of us? And I said, because each of you are a lifetime that you as this soul has had. 
It's now time for you to recognize that you are worthy to overcome your fear and to move forward in action, in loving, in gratitude, and in the knowing of yourself as this divine essence of soul. And the one who had meditated and had come into the knowing said, yes, yes, this is soul. This is my soul. I know it to be true. I know this is the truth. And the one who had found a spiritual teacher and did everything with take initiation said, oh my God, this is the answer to all the questions I had in my mind. Now I understand. And the one who found the teacher but never did the practice, never followed what the words were of the teacher, said, oh my gosh, this is all making sense to me now. All I have to do is follow the teacher's words and know that that will take me into the simplicity of this, my own soul. And the one who had been laying on the crown crying said, all I had to do was let go of that fear and let go of my unworthiness, and I would have this? Why didn't I do it? And the other one said next to him, you didn't do it because it wasn't your time. And then they all said, oh, wait a minute. You said this was all of our soul. I said, right. This is your soul. This is who you are. And you are each one of the experiences of the soul on its way home to God. Here you are. Now, can you stay here? If I leave now, can you stay here and be with your soul and merge into it as one and remain here? And I stepped back a little bit and I began to rise up. And they all looked at each other and they grabbed hold of each other's hands even tighter. Like they had to try to figure out, you know, if we hold on strong enough, we'll all be able to stay here. And they all started sinking. One went down first, then another one, pulling the whole group down. And all of a sudden I heard this one voice go, come back, help us, come back, help us. And I said, help yourself, help yourself. Why are you falling? Why are you going back down? And the one that was going down the further said, because I'm afraid. I know I can't stay here. You didn't tell me how to stay here. And I said, I didn't tell you how to stay here because I told you you can stay here but it's up to you to do so. And finally, the one who had been meditating had known his own divinity, but fell at the last moment into fear, realized all he had to do was hold his awareness on the presence of soul, on that divine loving light. And all of a sudden, everybody started rising back up again, right back up and merged into the soul. And then the soul was free. In that moment, the soul was free to go higher on a new quest, a new journey. For that journey had completed. And that's really the truth of it. And that's our walk. That's our quest. To realize that each of us are at some point upon this journey of awakening to the divine. Of coming to know ourselves as soul as spiritual beings. And it's all right wherever we are. There's no one better place than the other because it's all perfect where we are upon this quest of returning home to God. And we each are to experience it all. 
We experience the oneness, but we also experience the separation. We experience the fear, and we experience that which is beyond the fear, the fulfillment, the oneness, the freedom. And so wherever we are, the key is is not to judge, not to put into action whatever it is that creates us from separating from our truth, but rather to find that truth in the moment for ourselves and to live into that, move into that, move with that into yet greater awareness, greater fulfillment. Yes, there were four lifetimes revealed there before that soul was able to merge into the oneness. And yes, there is a statement in the mystical teachings of sound and light that within four lifetimes you will be liberated if you practice this meditation. But also in that, it is a statement. It's a statement. Do we have to do it all in four lifetimes? Do we have to? Or could we do it in one? This soul's journey, it took four different initiation practices or searches, quest, in order to achieve that. But in truth, I know that a soul can achieve it in one lifetime if the desire and if the discipline and if the loving is truly focused and held. The key is, is that we have to be really, truly willing to do the work, to be disciplined, to pay attention to every given moment. Now, why am I thinking this? Now, why am I doing this? Now, why am I feeling this? Where am I going with this? Is this taking me home to God? And begin to pay attention. It's an awareness that we wake up. And it's in the awakening that we come into the greater knowing of who we truly are as divine. The divine reveals itself in so many ways through so many different levels of ourself. We can experience the divine in the mind, in the emotions, in the imagination, and in the body. But we do not merge into the divine until we awaken into our soul, until we know ourselves as a child of God, above all those other elements, into the truth of who we really are, then we merge into the living presence. Then we become one with our Creator once again, knowingly, lovingly, joyfully. And then it's up to us to live in that from then on and to pay attention in every given moment. Because even though we may be awake and aware that we are a child of God, we know ourselves as soul fully and live it in the fullness. In any given moment, we can separate ourselves from that truth, from the knowing of that, from the living of that, by allowing ourselves to get caught up once again in old patterns, in old belief systems, in old ways. Old habits die hard. That's something to pay attention to. If you attend an AA meeting, you will hear people that have been sober for 25 years who are still, every day, struggling with their desire for alcohol, having to ever pay attention, not to let themselves in a sense, fall off the wagon, have a drink, 
because they know that all they need is to move into a pattern once and it's all started again. Old habits are just ready to rear their head and to pull us back down into them. So we ever have to stay present. Love them, honor them, appreciate them. They are great opportunities of learning for us. But once we've learned them, don't choose back into them again. Why go back to first grade if you've already graduated from high school or college? Why go back? Unless it's for the moment to be playful and to have fun, if it was that for you. But you're going to find very quickly it's going to be pretty empty. It's not going to fulfill anything for you the way it did when you were a first grader. And if you do find old habits coming up and tugging at you and pulling you back down into them, let that be okay too. You know, the one thing I have found on this pathway is let it all be okay. Do not place judgments on anything, anyone, any situation. Let it all be okay because then if it's okay, then you can make choices into what it is you want to be doing into that place where you want to be much easier. When you place a judgment on something, when you place something as wrong in your life or in others, you've now limited yourself. You've limited the potential of movement. You've limited your freedom. And you've anchored yourself back into a place that maybe you don't want to be in again. So if you find yourself getting caught up in an old habit pattern that you thought, boy, I thought I was done with that. Love it, honor it, appreciate it. Even look at it and say, welcome. What else do you have to teach me? But realize that in that moment that it comes present, what it really is there to teach you is, have you really freed yourself of this creation? Have you really freed yourself of the creation that this habit is all about? And the one thing I know that habits are is they are the seed of unworthiness. And in the middle of that seed is a seed of longing, a longing for something that we are wanting to fulfill, that we are wanting to have complete. And truly the seed of longing that that is, is the longing to go home, the longing to be loved by God, the longing to merge into the loving with God, the longing to be in God's arms and to be held and to be taken care of and to be nurtured. And to hear once again how good we as a child of God are. And then how much we are loved. But because of unworthiness, we redirect that energy of longing to be fulfilled in other ways. And that becomes our habit patterns in the world. Through food, through alcohol, through drugs, through sex, through whatever. So let that all be okay. And just recognize it. Whoops. I'm misdirecting this loving. I'm misdirecting and misunderstanding this longing to go home to God. So what is it here that just happened? Oh, I haven't meditated for a few days. I haven't been holding in inner focus. I've been getting caught up in other people's situations and problems and taking them on as my own. I'm getting out in the world and living out there so much that I'm not taking care of me physically, emotionally, or mentally. I get it. So, of course, I've given opportunity for these old patterns to come up because I have misdirected that flow that is the seed of the longing to go home to God. 
And now I'm longing back into the world. So make it all okay, and you'll understand it better. You'll see it better. And you'll allow yourself a great freedom to just walk life's journey, to experience it all, and to wake up into the fullness of it. We have to experience it all to be fulfilled here. If we avoid anything, or if we make something wrong and try to separate ourselves from it, we just make it that much harder. There are so many mystics that deny this and avoid that and run away, and yet I know that they come back. They come back because they have made a judgment on something that pulls them back down here. Make nothing wrong, and you will find yourself living in freedom right now in this world. And at that time when the last breath does come, you will be living in freedom as you have not even imagined it. A freedom from this creation. A freedom from the longing and the need to be here. A freedom to fly into the realms of spirit and to pure loving and to merge into places you can't even imagine. And there is no way for anyone to ever say what that's like until... You yourself are there. There are so many different statements about this place, and yet it's not true. It's much greater than any word, any statement, any definition that's been given. The best I can say, it's pure loving. It's the movement of loving. It's that place where you and the divine, you and the creator, in loving are one. And you are God's loving in action, in motion, in doing, in creation. And God is that loving in you, in the doing, in the motion, in the action, in the creation. And there's no separation, there's no difference, it's one. So it was a lot of fun for me today to be rising up through the realms to go higher and then stop because Here's this man that falls at my feet crying. And then another, and another, and another. And it wasn't until the fourth one was talking that I realized, oh my goodness, this is all one soul. This is just several lifetimes. This is the experience of the journey of a soul home to God. And that's who we all are. Don't look back and say, Who was I then? And don't look forward and wonder, am I going to have to incarnate again? Be present now and do that which is now for you. And if you are a good disciple, meditating all the time, following every word of every statement of your teacher and living the perfect life, that's great. And if you're not, that's great because it's all perfect. It's God in you doing what God is to do right now in you, through you, for God's fulfillment. If you can begin to see that and really know that, oh my God, it's all perfect. So who cares what it is you're doing or not doing or how you're doing or if you're doing? It doesn't matter. What matters is you're doing, you're experiencing, you're here. And that's the fulfillment of this moment. That's the fulfillment of this lifetime. There is no failures 
in God's journey. There is no failures. God looks at every soul and every experience of every soul as a great success. That's the wonder of it all. What? You're talking about my lifetime as a great success? Are you kidding me? Through the eyes of human beings at this level, it's possible that you can judge yourself or others can judge you. But if you look through the eye of God, that eye of loving, that eye of simplicity, there is no failure. It is always a movement towards God. As Brian says, two steps forward, one step back. Well, maybe this lifetime is the one step back. But you know what the one step back is? The one step back is a moment to evaluate, a moment to regroup, a moment to complete whatever needs to be completed in the past, to handle those things that have been pulling us down, holding us back, to bring those to completion so we can take the next two steps forward. You know what that other one step back is? The spiritual eye and the door that resides there at the spiritual eye, it opens in. It doesn't open out. It opens inward. Well, guess what? You've got to step back one step to allow that door to open. You've got to relax into God's grace. You've got to relax into that moment. If you keep stepping forward, you're going to be ever pushing against the door, holding it closed. And God's going, relax, step back, let me open the door. No, 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 I'm coming through, I'm coming in. No, 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 calm down, take a breath, relax, step back, and I'll open the door. Okay, Lord, I'm coming, I'm, I'm going to push the door open, just, just back off, Gore. <laughs> and that's what it is. So sometimes that one step back is giving God an opportunity to be in our lives in a way that he wouldn't otherwise be able to do so. So with that awareness, what is there to judge? What is there to fear? What is there to separate from? Nothing. Grab a hold of everything. Love it all. Appreciate it all. Experience it all. Do it to the fullest. If you're going to drink alcohol, do it to the fullest. If you're going to smoke cigarettes, do it to the fullest. If you're going to do sugar, do it to the fullest. Enjoy it all. Learn what it's all about. And if there comes a time where all of a sudden you wake up and you go, well, I'm done with that. Now what's next? Then move on to what's next. There's always a what's next, believe me. As long as you're in the physical body and as long as you're in these creations, there's always a what's next. But appreciate the what's next. Move on to what's next. Don't fear it. Don't run away from it. Don't judge it. Go next. Invite it in. The more you invite opportunity for you to wake up into the knowing of yourself as God, the more you're going to find the freedom to move in those experiences with loving and move through them quickly. Fulfill them and move on to what's next. And then you as a soul will not go, oh God, what's next? Like oftentimes we hear in this world. But you'll go, okay, come on, what's next? With enthusiasm. And realize that that enthusiasm is a movement of God's loving. That's an aspect of God manifesting in you to be in joy, to be in fulfillment of what's next. 
move with enthusiasm into everything you do. Even if you do nothing, do it enthusiastically. That's a statement, isn't it? How do you do nothing enthusiastically? Well, come over to the house sometime and I'll demonstrate. (laughs) I'll tell you how I do nothing enthusiastically. It looks like I'm doing nothing. And I do it enthusiastically. And that nothing is, I close my eyes and I meditate. I go inside. My body is doing nothing. My imagination is doing nothing. My emotions are doing nothing. My mind is doing nothing. And I'm doing it enthusiastically because I'm focusing with enthusiasm on God. That's doing nothing with great enthusiasm. And that type of enthusiasm will wake you up into knowing who you are as a child of God. But also do everything else enthusiastically in the world as well as in meditation. If you come up against a block in meditation, approach it enthusiastically, lovingly, joyfully. Hey, I love you. I forgive you. I accept you. Come, join with me and let's go to God together. Or go to where you can now manifest in creation to your fulfillment while I go to mine. And everything works with you. Everything supports you on your journey home to God. And all of a sudden, you have this dynamic wind just blowing this current, lifting you, carrying you higher and higher. And all of a sudden you realize all the time it's just that grace of the Holy Spirit, that loving movement that has ever been with you, but now you're aware of how it is dynamically supporting you and lifting you and carrying you in everything, through everything, to your fulfillment in God. So if you do not experience that right now, The one place I know you can is in meditation. By going within, you'll begin to understand all these things that Brian and I share about. And we know, and many of you are coming to the knowing, that all these things are true. That you are divine, that you are a child of God, that you are a loving being. That forgiveness and acceptance and loving does work. And that it is a simple key, it is a simple solution to all life's problems. Yeah, maybe it doesn't pay the bills, but it makes the process of whatever that's about a lot simpler and easier. So I invite you to join hands within yourself with all those parts of yourself upon this journey and rise up together as one into your own soul. And then hold to that in loving. And the key is loving. Loving God. Loving the God within you that is you. Loving yourself. Loving yourself is loving God. Have no other gods before me. So have God present in everything you do. And love God in everything you do. And the fulfillment is there.